We began some two weeks ago with a message that entitled Living by the Truth. And this is part three of it. Let's go back to Psalm 86 in verse 11 from the Amplified Classic Version. It says, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk and live in your truth. Direct and unite my heart solely, reverently, to fear and honor your name. Hearing, which I said I'm going to repeat, uh, to repeat some statements that I had made in the last two Sundays, but hearing the truth and choosing to live by it is critical in this hour. There's so many lies, actually. Deceptions. People are choosing deceptions. Deceptions of the enemy. But for you and I, we're supposed to choose to live by the truth. And in Deuteronomy chapter 2, 3 to 4, it says, For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. And look at what follows next. A God of truth and without injustice, righteousness and upright is he. So a God of truth. That's the Father. And look at verse John 14, 6 again. Listen to what he says concerning the Son. In fact, he proclaimed it. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Father is a God of truth. The Son is the truth. And in, in, in uh, John 15, 26, again, I had already said, uh, taught about this in the last two Sundays. But in John 15, 26 says this, but when the helper comes, this is Jesus speaking, when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. Now I want you to see something here. God the Son, God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. God the Father is the God of truth, God the Son, He's the truth. The Spirit, Holy Spirit, He is the Spirit of truth. So what about you and I? We're children of God, are we? Therefore, as God's people, we can only unite with Him if we choose to be lovers of truth. We can only unite with Him if we choose to be lovers of truth. Amos 3, 3, 3, chapter 3 says this, Can two walk together unless they are agreed? Can we truly say that we are walking with God if we are not people of truth? Not so. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? That's powerful right there. That's a power of association. God is truth. The Son, is a, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. The children of God, you and I, born again believers, we should be people of truth. We live by the Word of God. We choose the Word of God. We think according to the Scriptures. We act according to the Scriptures. People of truth. This is our protection, church, in our generation. This is our protection from the deceptions that is in this world. 
This is our protection. This is our light in the world which is filled with lies. In fact, in Psalm 91, he says this, you are my, let, let me read it out. In Psalm 91. Let me read it from the, the tree of life version. So that I can help Brother Francis what you're, with what you're saying. <laughs> but in Psalm 91, Why I'm, I'm reading Psalm 91 is because I have said, actually, walking in truth is our security. That we don't have to fall into the lies of the enemy in our generation. L listen, this he says, um, I will say, verse 2, I will say of Adonai, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. For he will rescue you from the hunter's trap and from the deadly pestilence. Is that coming from the Lord? Huh? No, not at all. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is body armor and shield. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the plague that stalks in darkness, nor the scourge that lays waste at noon. But now, in the, in the New King James Version of the same Psalm 91, it says this, the scriptures that I've read. It says, I will say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. And then going down to what was I looking at? Verse 4. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. What follows next? His truth shall be your shield and buckler. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. So it's our weapon against the enemy. Truth. Truth. I was talking to a certain individual recently. I was in a place. Uh, God has, has placed me over this individual either to make a decision to have them or to release them. But all what I was looking was for him to say the truth. And I said, God has given me a place over you. I can choose to release you or I can choose, in fact, you can choose for me to release you or you can choose for me to allow you to stay. It's upon you. But all what I want is truth of the whole matter. He lied and lied and lied. And I asked again, he lied. I said, it's your choice. You can go. But the sad thing is how much he was throwing away because of lies, choosing to lie. I didn't release him, he released himself. I remember Pastor Wade telling me years ago, he told me, Pastor Wade, uh, he told me, Davis, you never have to fire anyone. People will always fire themselves, they'll choose. You don't have to. 
in your position. Untrue. People choose church. Make right choices that will honor God by being truthful. Being truthful at the moment, that moment it hurts. Saying lies at that moment feels true. Oh, that was close. But later on, the ripple effect of it is terrible. So you better say the truth at that moment, though it hurts, but this is the truth. But at the latter time, you'll just enjoy the goodness of the Lord because you chose to, to stand with the truth or on the truth. Are you still here? Can two walk together unless they agreed? So we must have the standard as believers and our standard is the word of God. We must check out everything against the word. We must check out everything against the word. It's popular for people to embrace everything or anything in the name of pleasing men. We must gather our hearts against selective hearing. Remember I spoke about that last week. Choosing some truths while neglecting others. You know nowadays one can be a father even if they are ladies. No, that's not true. Even if he's a lady, can be. No, that's not true. What is the standard? Come on. What is the standard? The word. If we don't have the standard, then we are all deceived. We must have the standard. The standard is the word. I didn't carry my solid Bible. The standard is the word. One can say something, but says who? The word. It has to be in line with God's word. Church, this is our protection. This is our protection. Until that becomes our reality and it dawns on us that we are not safe without the word. You are not safe without the word. I am not safe without the word. Wonderful to say, Jesus, come into my life. Yes, that's wonderful. We get born again. Our spirits become new creations. But our souls have not been touched yet. The way we think. So listen to me again. Church, you and I are not safe without the word. Now let me show you a scripture in Ephesians chapter 6. You're really shouting this morning. Hallelujah. Praise God. Woo! Did I see someone running around? Praise God. That's a, yeah, that's exciting. Wow! <laughs> Calling those things that be not as though they were. 
Now look at this. Verse 14. Ephesians chapter 6. Of course says final brethren in verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to do what? To stand against the wiles of the devil. What's the put on the whole armor of God? And then it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of weakness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand, therefore, having guarded your waist with truth. It's part of our weapon, the whole arm of God. Church is critical. It's critical for us to be people of truth, of the truth. It's critical. It's our weapon against the devil. We have no other weapon to defeat the devil except his word, the word of God. That's what will defeat the devil in our lives. So we must guard our hearts against selective hearing. Luke 8.15, let's go back there again. Luke 8.15 from the Passion Translation. The seed, talking about the parable of the sower, the seed that fell into good, fertile soil represents those what? Lovers of truth. Say, I'm a lover of, of truth. So if someone asks you, asks you, have you ever been in love? You say, yes, I am. Actually, I am in love. I'm a lover of truth. But will the truth marry you? I'm already married. I'm a lover of truth. <laughs> I remember a certain gentleman in the Bible school asking me, so, so Davis tell me, if you are not going to be seeing different girls, how will you know they want to marry? I said, I will know because the Lord will speak to me. Yes, but he expects you to do something. Now, do you know what that doctrine is? God helps those who help themselves. <laughs> he expect you, expects you to do something. I said, no, I will not do that. And the brother recently, now he's married with same age, he's I think one year older than I. He told me recently, I wish I did like you. I said, what do you mean? Man, you remember that girl I was seeing when I was in, you know, in a certain year, and there was another one, I remember, at least three, and another one, how much I wasted my time and money. One moved to the U.S., and the guy will call those days, not nowadays on WhatsApp. You understand? If someone goes to the U.S., and you, need to call, you needed to call them, that was much money. Much of, some money will be, I mean, some, some amount will be deducted from his salary because he was always calling. He said, this one, this one, I, I remembered at least three. And another one, we were taken in to have an engagement uh, you know, what do you call it, party or something, that didn't happen either. He ended up getting married to another one now. 
who he didn't know that time. He told me, I wish I'd known what you knew then. I said, praise God. I went to one, and that's the one that I married. A love of truth. The seed that fell into good, fatal so represents those lovers of truth. Look at this. Who hear it deep within their hearts. Do you see that? They just don't hear. They hear it what? Deep within their hearts. Now look at what follows next. They respond. They just don't hear. They just don't love it. They just don't hear it deep within their hearts. But they do what? They respond. By clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. This is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. I want you to see that. They're not, only, they're, they're not just only lovers of truth, but they hear it deep within their hearts. That takes meditation. Just hearing it once is not enough, church. Just hearing it once is not enough. But you start meditating on it. No wonder that Joshua 1.8 says this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall do what? Meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Then shall you make your way prosperous. And then shall you have what? Good success. Revelation comes through that. Meditating on the word of God. It's not once in, a time, once in a while you hear the word. It's part of your life. Actually, not part. It's your life. So they are lovers of truth, and they do what? They hear it deep within their hearts. They respond by clinging to the word, keep it dear as they, they endure all things in faith. This is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. Deep conversations with the Holy Spirit require preparation of our hearts. It just doesn't happen. Deep, preparation, uh, deep conversations with the Holy Spirit require preparation of our hearts. Deep conversations with the Holy Spirit require preparation of our hearts. If the heart is not prepared, though he's speaking, you will not hear his voice. The best you can hear, many voices of TikTok. Ed was explaining to me about TikTok. You know, Ed, we travel with him. And he was explaining to me about TikTok. And I started really, got, I got there up two weeks ago. You see the way I'm late? And he explained to me something. I said, Eddie, thank you. Delete, put back my phone. He said, you didn't have to. I said, no, I'm okay. Now, you can make money, you who's a techie, but I am different. You, you understand? You can, you can make money as long as you don't get into so many things that can lead you into another web that you don't know, you have no idea of how to come out of it. So I came out of it. In fact, I'd forwarded Tina uh, a clip, 
the day I, I downloaded it, I thought, let me check out. I forwarded her one, I forwarded her the other, and then I, I forwarded the third one. She said, it was on a Monday, she said, honey, I think you need to get busy. So I saw that text much later. I said, actually, Harry, I'm busy. I've been cycling for 8.1 kilometers, so I've just come back. So she felt like I was just sitting down for a thing to her. No wonder some of us, some of us, like me, don't get into those things. I, I really like my focus. I really enjoy my focus. And I'll tell you, really, uh, there's so many things that I don't know. Because I focus on what God has called me to do. That's important to me. If I get involved with everything that is happening, I will not do what God has called me to do. Maybe some of you uh, have a PhD for multitasking. That's fine. That, that, that's you, not me. So I'm talking about me. I don't think that way. If I'm doing one thing, I need to finish that thing and do some other, some others. Okay, so... Deep conversations, <laughs> that is the point. With the Holy Spirit require preparation of our hearts. If the heart is not prepared, though he's speaking, you will not hear his voice. Listen to this. Hearing is complete when accompanied by obedience. Hearing is complete when accompanied by obedience, which the result of it, it bears what? Good fruit. Good fruit. Do you want to know if you're hearing? Accompany your hearing with what? Obedience. With obedience. We heard about Masabit. And when I had that voice inside of me, I know we started talking with Pastor Carla and said, go for it. Went, went to Masabit. But listen to this. It's become bigger and bigger and bigger. And there are so many signs, actually, that, that are good pointers toward, towards, towards the, the leading of the Holy Spirit in what we are doing. There has been provision. Like this week we spent what? For two million? Two point something million just this, this past week alone. That's amazing. Now, if two million is nothing to you, give it to me. I'll do something. You say, oh, only? That's fine. We started with uh, 300,000. Yeah, we started with 300,000 last year, December. Only. But listen to this. It's growing. The water project we are talking about will be millions of money. Don't despise our small beginnings. Amen. We know where we've come from. Ebenezer, oh, Ebenezer. <laughs> Hearing is complete and accompanied by obedience, which bears what? Good fruit. Therefore, hearing is not complete if there is no what? Obedience. Church, don't deceive yourself. Hearing is not complete if it's not accompanied by what? Obedience. Let, let me read a scripture here in James chapter 1 to emphasize, oh, 
Time has gone so fast here. Please cover yourself with your blankets when you're coming to church, but don't complain about the cold season. If you are complaining about the cold season, we'll take you over to Cor in Marsabit. We had four, 36 this time, 38, 38 degrees Celsius. Please, we can send you over there if you are complaining about our cold weather. Just wear your blankets. <laughs> Listen this then. <clears throat> so look at this in verse 22 of James 1. It says, But be doers of the word and not what? Hear us only. What follows next? Deceiving yourselves. Don't forget that. Hear us only. Be doers of the word. And not here only deceiving yourselves. The most difficult believer you can talk to is the one that tells you, I've heard that before. They get deceived. I've heard that before. I've heard that message before. They're getting deceived. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I remember there's a message that I listened to probably over 40 times. One message, 46 minutes. Over 40 times. I needed to hear it and hear it again. And it did something to my spirit. In fact, I'll put it uh, then on my iPad. No, no, we had a CD and, and Tina and I could preach that message as we are listening to it. We knew what the preacher was going to say next. I needed to hear that message, I think over 40 times, with no exaggeration whatsoever. Why? What was happening? Faith was coming. What was happening? A change was happening in my heart. So don't just be a hearer of the word, but what? A doer of it. So listen to this. Therefore, hearing is not complete if there's no obedience. Let's go again to Genesis. Um, say again, because I think Deacon Yvonne went to it and Brother Francis. But in Genesis 12, 1, it says this. Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. If the Lord speaks to so many, to a place that I'll show you, he said, no, Lord, I want to go to a place that I know. That's our generation. How can you go to a place that you, didn't, you don't even know? It takes obedience. It takes obedience. Are you seeing that what, what the Lord told Abraham? To a, to a land that I'll show you. No, you have to show me. No, no, no. It takes obedience. Listen to Hebrews 11.8, the Passion Translation. Faith motivated Abraham to do what? To obey God's call. And leave the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. Woo! What motivated him? Faith. People living by faith are obedient people. Are people of truth. It motivated him. He was motivated. God told him to a land from your... Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house 
to a land that I will show you. But motivated by faith, he did what? He obeyed God's call and left the familiar to discover the territory he was destined to inherit from God. What about if we say, no, I'm not going? Until you show me in a dream how the land looks like. I want a sign. If I came out of my house, the first thing I see is a white goat, I'll know then you're sending me. You'll never go anywhere. Faith motivated Abraham. Look at what follows next in the other latter part of the scripture. So he left with only a promise. And without even knowing ahead of time where he was going, Abraham stepped out in faith. That's obedience. That's obedience, church. We can talk about Genesis 17, like what Brother Francis was saying, but we need to look back again at Genesis 12. He walked out, motivated by faith. He obeyed God when he didn't see the results. He was following God. That's amazing, church. That's how you and I are supposed to live. People of truth. We believe the word, we prioritize it. He's saying it, we do it, we follow him until we see the results. Quickly in John 18, again, uh, we looked at it last week. John 18, verse 7, 38, uh, concerning Pilate. Remember, Pilate asked Jesus, uh, are you a king? Then Jesus answered, you say right that I'm a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should do what? Bear witness to the truth. And listen to what he says. Everyone, this is wonderful. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Church, I hope that there is a conversation taking place in your heart right now. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Being a person of the truth calibrates your heart to hear the voice of God. That's what happens. Is calibration used in our, in our modern English? Calibrate? Oh, okay, just checking. You know, nowadays they have different languages. They talk about calibrate. I say calibrate. We don't know calibrate. <laughs> but but it, it does. A love of the truth. A love of truth calibrate his or her heart so that they can do what? They can hear the voice of God. Do you want to be hearing the voice of God over and over again? Choose the word. And be truthful in things that you say. And Pilate said to him, what is truth? And when he had said this, this, this amazes me. He said, what is truth? Can you imagine he's standing? What is truth? It seems like, what is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews. Come on now. Pilate, sit down that Jesus may explain to you what truth was. Or what truth is. He just stood up, stood up and left. And he went out to say this. I found no fault in him at all. Maybe that was his way of saying, this is a man of truth. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so we must love the truth that, so that our hearts are always what? Open to hear it. 
must love the truth so that our hearts are always open to it. Inclining your heart to the truth is a major key to hearing God's voice. Let's go to 1 John 4, 6 quickly. And to release you so that you can go have your hot cup of tea. Or hot porridge in the afternoon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen to this from the Amplified Version. It says this. We who teach God's word are from God. Have you noticed I am? <laughs> you teach, we who teach God's word are from God. Energized by the Holy Spirit. Seriously, I am. If I wasn't energized by the Holy Spirit, I could have woken up at 10. <laughs> Did you feel like waking up this morning? No, man. Yeah, I, I knew you are a person of the truth. You're going to tell me the truth. He said, no, I didn't feel like. Eddie, do you feel like waking up this morning at 4 a.m.? You see, these are people of truth. We go to them massive. So, so I'm energized by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Say this. And whoever knows God, listen to this, through personal experience, listens to us. Now you who's dozing. No, no, you who's a mind wanderer. <laughs> Did you hear the scriptures, what he said? Now that you are walking, you've woken up, let me, let me say it again. <laughs> we who teach God's word are from God, energized by the Holy Spirit. And whoever knows God through personal experience, listens to us. And listen this, listens to us and has what? A deep understanding of him. A deep understanding of him. And he says, whoever, whoever is not of God does not listen to us. He dozes off. <laughs> He's wondering when the service is going to end. No, now you're judging me. No, 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 I'm showing you the truth. <laughs> whoever is not of God does not listen to us. By this we know, listen to this, without any doubt, the spirit of truth motivated by God and the spirit of error motivated by Satan. Error is motivated by Satan. Don't, be a, don't, don't have that in your mouth. I've made an error. You know, I've been making, making errors. Just start believing God for the spirit of truth to help you. Hallelujah. Let's go to John Again, I'm winding up in a short while. But let's go again to John 3. I want you to see something there. The testimony of John the Baptist. I had a certain brother years ago. He's a, he's a Congolese, but he was known Jean Baptiste. Can you imagine? He just chose, I mean, that's French. But actually, that means John Baptist. I said, wow, man. John Baptist. You name your son John Baptist. <laughs> Listen to what he says here. John. John, he says this in verse, verse 27. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. You yourself bear witness. Oh, no, that's too much. Go down to verse 30. 
He must increase, talking about Jesus, but I must decrease. Verse 31, he who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. And verse 32, and what he has seen and heard that he testifies and no one receives his testimony. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. We receive his testimony of Jesus as certified that God is true. And then he says this. For he who God has sent speaks the words of God. For God does not give the spirit by measure. He's talking about Jesus. The father loves the son and has given all things into his hand. Verse 6. He who believes in the son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe the son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. But listen to this. The testimony of Jesus actually. We receive Jesus Christ. We start walking in the truth. This is our certification. We are saying this. God is true. Let all men be liars, but God remain what? True. He has never changed. And in John 17, 14 to 19, Listen to the, to the prayer of the master. Prayer of the master says this, in verse 14 says this, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Just say, I'm not of the world. I am in the world, but I am not of the world. Than ever before, in any place that you go to, actually is happening, Christians are being persecuted for their testimony. You may find that you may not know it's persecution, but you may find that even in your office. That people don't want you to give a testimony of Christ. Why? They're persecuting Christ. It's the spirit of the world. It's the spirit of error. It's a deception of the enemy. Look at what follows next in verse 15. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. I want you to see how God keeps his, uh, how God keeps his disciples from the evil one. He says, I'm not telling you that, I'm not praying that you may take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Who's that? The deceiver, the devil. The spirit of error. And he says this, verse 16, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. How is he keeping his people from the evil one? Sanctify them by your truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Church, that is our protection. That is our shield from the deceptions of the enemy. You neglect the word, you're neglecting your protection. You're neglecting your sanity in an insane world. Don't read the word and pray because you want a breakthrough. Breakthrough should be in your way of thinking and doing. Huh. Have you seen the budget? 
I haven't. Uh, no man bought me a newspaper. I haven't read it. I don't know if I'm going to read it. <laughs> but, but are you seeing that? I'm telling you, people become insane. And that's why we must lay hold of principles that govern kingdom prosperity. The government is not the hope of man. No government in this world is the hope of man. Christ is, church. Christ is. Even if his own brother was being elected as a governor, you put your hope on them, you'll be miserable. What about after five years? What about when you need to go to heaven? Governors won't carry you to heaven, you know that. There's no, nothing like governance. But you know what I'm talking about? Then uh, The hope we have, our protection, our sanity is the word. Is the word. Truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me, listen to this, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. How did he win? By the word. It is written. And look what follows next in verse 19. And for their sakes I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. That's our sanity. The word. The word. Church, I really encourage you. Listen to this. Don't stop tithing. Don't stop giving your seeds of faith. That's the hope you have. It's going to be harder in the world. It's going to be. It's going to be. And listen to this. And now, the, the grace, quote-unquote, grace church, because the church is of grace, but there is that we don't have to tithe anymore. People are saying that. And you know what that, who that excites? People who don't tithe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, if you've not been tithing and you hear like someone teaching that you don't have to tithe anymore, oh, you get thrilled. You said, God, finally, you said he has sealed my disobedience. But if you're a tither, you say, too late. <laughs> I've seen God helping me over and over again. Why would I stop now? Really, seriously, why would I stop now? <laughs> why would I stop tithing now? Why would I stop giving? Now, never. Generosity is our victory over the spirit of stinginess that is in this world. Generosity unto God. We're generous towards God. In 2 Timothy 3.16... Every scripture, which is what? In the context of what I'm speaking. Every scripture is what? Truth. You understand? Scripture is what? Truth. In fact, the whole scriptures, Genesis, Revelation, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and he's the word. But this, listen to this. Every scripture is God-breathed. Given by what? 
his inspiration and it is profitable for instruction. What uh, Miss Yvonne was saying about the dad, give instruction. Personally, I, I had uh, my dad really, when I was very young, is when he was really, how do I say? I don't think he disciplined me. I think he'll just take a road and beat me. Do you understand? That's what he did. But my mom will sting through her words. And imagine when I was, asleep, when I was young, she'll get her two fingers and put them here on my thighs. I don't know why she'll do that. And she will sting. You know, girls, did it ever happen to you? She did that to me when I was little, and then, she, and then she'll spank me and all that. I think the, the worst I ever, I'll remember was, be, was spanked when I think I was, I don't know, I was 10 or 11, and I, I, I beat the house help. Ooh. That was on a Sunday. I had a mischievous uh, cousin who taught me how to, 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 to beat you know, to win. And, and I won't tell you how she, he taught me it was bad. And I beat that house help and she was so much in pain. That day, even under the bed, it didn't matter. My mom followed me. That's the last one I remember. And she was a tiny woman. So my, I remember the words that my mom spoke to me as I was growing up. I really don't remember much about my dad. I really don't. But listen to this. When I got born again and the Lord instructed me, I came under a spiritual father. That was really a father to me now. Phew, man. You won't even think of doing any error. Just passed away showing up and being there. I felt, my goodness, you better confess your sins quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Others can laugh because they, 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 those who knew him, he was in, in public, a smile and wonderful until you are two of you, maybe you've done something that is not worth praising for, being praised for. Wow, wow, wow. That was amazing. I got a true father now. He was 30 years, I think that one years older than I, and that was really a true father to me. He helped me. It wasn't easy. Do I, do I tell you how it wasn't easy? Because all those who were around me ran away. Seriously. Oh, I, I used to see people come, you know, Pastor, Pastor Reverend, we call him Reverend. Reverend, God has called me to be around you and all that. I thought, praise God, that's wonderful, help me. <laughs> Until they are corrected once and they leave. I don't know how many times I said that in those boardrooms when I hear someone say, I resign. I say, oh, you do? You do? <laughs> now, that's not popular. That's, that's, they say that's abuse in, our, in, our, in, our, in this time, in this age. That's why we have wimps. People don't have strength. Can't overcome anything. I thought, uh, young ladies, you're going to say, amen, praise God. Uh, that's really, that's why people can't overcome anything. They are easily offended. 
Why? They don't want to hear truth. They're easily offended. I remember one day he corrected me, and, and I was getting frustrated. And the Lord spoke to me in this manner, using Naaman. He said this, if we had, he would have praised you, could you have taken it? I said, sure, who doesn't know that? And then he said this, what about when you are corrected? Is it not for your benefit? I thought, yeah, let me go dip myself in the river seven times, like Naaman. And sure enough, I took it. I took it. Listen this. Listen to me. Don't be a person that will only love to be praised. You will not grow. You will not grow. If you'll be around people that will only praise you and praise you and never correct you, you will not grow. That's not popular. That's the truth. Nowadays, they are looking for therapy everywhere. Oh, nowadays, they say, yeah, I saw my therapist. I say, for what? My baby was crying in the morning. <laughs> Can we have some strength as believers? How are we going to fight the good fight of faith? I needed a therapist. I stayed for so long in traffic, on traffic, traffic jam. Good Lord Jesus. Hey, church, we need to grow. Amen? We need to grow. Why are people, and, and understand, understand, but why are people generally out there, maybe not here? They quit one job after another, one job after another. It's one year you ask them, so where are you? Where was I last time when we talked? <laughs> when did you, talk, did you speak? The last time we spoke, I think, about what? Four months ago? Oh, no. I was in this job. I left. I went to this other job. And you know my boss. Come on now. We know the common denominator. We did some maths. If you're being in four jobs in a year, who is the common denominator? We did some maths in school. You understand that? It's not the four, four bosses. There's one who's a common denominator. Let's finish. Every scripture is God breathed. Given by inspiration and it's profitable for what? Instruction. And for what? For reproof and conviction of sin. So many people say this, you are actually judging me. Now if you go to the scriptures and judge yourself, you don't need to be judged. You understand? If we judge ourselves, how do you do that? First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So the, the scriptures for conviction of sin and for what? For correction, church. For correction. Of what? Error. Remember that spirit of error? What comes in? The spirit of truth comes in with the word of God and it corrects what? Error. And discipline 
in obedience. This is the one that we don't like if, even in our generation. Discipline. Discipline. <laughs> and for training in righteousness. Do you know you have to be trained in righteousness? In holy living, in conformity to God's will, in what? Let's say it. Thought, purpose, and action. That's what the truth does. It corrects our way of thinking. We start being corrected in our purposes. An actual what? Action. The way of thinking. In Hebrews 5.14, I'll finish with this. Yeah, now, now is the popular one. So talking about believers can be one job after another. And uh, I'm reading from the Passion Translation, Hebrews 5, 14. Let's start from verse, verse 11. The, the most common one now is among believers is from one church to another because they are uh, corrected. Corrected. Sister, you came in at 10.15. We are supposed to have started at 10 o'clock. But you don't know what was happening. You needed to have asked me what was happening with me. I said, no, no, no. But what time did you agree for us to meet? You're insensitive. Oh, you need a therapist then. <laughs> be, be aware of these things, please. Really be aware of these things. Listen to this. You need a backbone of steel. You and I need it. A backbone of steel. And what is going to give us a backbone of steel? Doers of the word. We become unmovable. I think I have one more scripture than we wind up. Listen to this. We have much to say about this topic, although it is difficult to explain. Because you have become too dull and sluggish to understand. For you should already be professors, instructing others by now. But instead you need to be taught from the beginning the basics of God's prophetic oracles. You are like children. Still needing milk and not yet ready to digest solid food. For every spiritual infant who lives on milk is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. And they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to, to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful. In other words, what is of the truth and what is of what? Error. It takes discipline, church. It takes maturity. It takes us walking with God on a daily basis, desiring to experience the best, no matter what the word of God says, we choose to do what? To obey. I rest my case. Praise God. Amen? Amen. We need to mature. And the way to do it is through what? The truth. The word of God. 
Again, I'm going to say it. Truth is our protection. It's our protection from the deception of the enemy. It's our strength against the will of the enemy in our generation. It is our light in a dark world. Actually, it's, it's our refuge. Choose truth. Amen. Stand up on your feet, please. I remember the Lord speaking to me. When I was, when I was about to get married, And we didn't know each other really well with the Tina. We met in church, hi, hi. And the Lord started speaking to me at some point that I was going to get married to her. And the Lord told me this. I don't want you to act. Let her see you just the way you are. Don't try to be something that you are not. If you try to be something you're not, I'll make sure that you will fail. Now, some of them think like, God told you that? He told me this. That's exactly what I've told you. I'll make sure that you'll fail. So what I did, I, I was, I've been truthful to her. Got to tell her of my background, where I came from. <laughs> I remember one time, I was away, then my uncle, a cousin of my mom, visited uh, our house, and Tina was alone, and he was a bit tipsy. That cousin of my mom was my uncle. He's usually so quiet when he's sober, until he touches a bottle of beer. Even if it's one, he becomes a rapper. He gives so many stories. So he, he came to the house, I was in there, and then in the evening, Tina told me, Uncle Darius actually was here. I said, oh, really? Okay. Oh my goodness, he told me so many things about your family. If you hadn't told me the truth, I could have known these things. <laughs> but I was not hiding anything from her. So whatever she had was the thing, were the things that I already told her. There was nothing new. It may be even in your marriage, maybe in your relationship, maybe even in your workplace. Let me be a bit personal. Maybe even your CV. And maybe a hindrance that you're not getting a job. Maybe your CV. You need to go back and make sure that everything is straight. Listen to this. When the Lord speaks something, it's because he wants his people to stand upright. Because you don't know what is coming ahead. More error is coming. I believe there are demonic spirits that have not been released yet for the end of end times to deceive even many. But listen to this. On the other side, there's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is coming to the church. But we must be founded on truth, the word of God. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, you say so clearly in your word, in Isaiah 55, 11, so shall your word be that goes out of your mouth. 
We shall not return to you void, but we shall accomplish that which you place and prosper in the thing there too. Father, thank you for your word. I've spoken it by faith. And I call in a harvest. That there is inst the instructions that have gone forth. There are corrections that have gone forth. And I'm asking you, Father, to help your people. As they choose the truth. As they choose to live by the truth. Thank you for error being removed in, from their lives. Every tree that you, our Heavenly Father, has not planted in them, being uprooted by the truth, your word. Light be in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for peace. Peace as they choose to walk in your truth. I bless them. In Jesus' name, amen. I, it just occurred to me, if you really want to know peace, you must be a person of truth. If you want to know peace, you, want, you must be a person of truth. You must stay with the word. You must say the truth no matter what happens. You just keep the truth before you. You live a very peaceful life. Liars don't have any peace. Not at all. <laughs> I really, I, I remember again, before I got born again, I was such a liar from very young age. Until even now, if I met with someone, I'll have to think, what did I tell them last time? That's no peace. You understand? I tell my elder brother, I tell him, you are the one who taught me how to lie. He said, I didn't. You did. You taught me to lie. But I didn't really meet with someone and you don't even know what you told them last time. That's depressing. I want truth.